Welcome to Listen with Lewis. My name is Rob Stevens, and I am the Member Services Manager and your host for today. And I'm very excited to be joined by Jeffrey Stepp from Prescott Memorial Library at Louisiana Tech University. Jeffrey gave a really excellent presentation at LUCK 2023 called Strong Roots, Building Our Campus Outreach Initiative from the Ground Up. And I'm excited to have him here today to talk about that outreach initiative. As someone who previously worked in outreach, I understand how much of a lift it can be to get those kinds of initiatives off the ground. So I was curious to hear from Jeffrey what kind of work that he and others at Prescott Memorial Library have been doing to start a new outreach program. Jeffrey is the cataloger slash system administrator slash electronic resources librarian at Prescott Memorial. How's it going, Jeffrey? It's going pretty good. I'm so glad to be here. So I am thrilled to hear about the campus outreach group that you've started at Louisiana Tech. I'm wondering if you can tell me a bit about the origins of that group and the origins of the outreach initiative at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, of course. There hasn't been much of a history of outreach at Louisiana Tech since I've been there. I actually started as a civil servant position in ILL in 2017. And shortly after I started, we lost our director and, and another librarian, Kevin Kucha, who was greatly missed. Both of them, really. And it was a rough time for... It was a rough time for a long time. For about three years, it was very stagnant. We had librarians that would have, you know, moved on to other places since then. And it just kind of felt very much like kind of stuck in a rut in a way. And whenever Miss Angela Dunnington came and accepted the position as our director, it kind of felt like a good time to start and get things going again. And just kind of try to make, make strides to make sure that the library is kind of publicize that people know that it's there, that we're there to help them, and that it's a good space for them to come and study or, or, or what have you. So we really kind of started with that, and we don't have a proper outreach librarian, so it's all just kind of done in-house just as a group. We formed a group last April, and we had, I want to say like three or four events last April, and a bunch of us kind of collaborated on it because we had an event for Shakespeare's birthday um, that we wanted to kind of participate in. Um, we wanted to work with the Poetry Society because I believe April's also um, National Poetry Month, right? Yeah. Um, so we wanted to do things for that. We collaborated with the Poetry Society on campus. Cool. And actually had an open mic in our forestry library area, and we also had a panel discussion of some sort, and I believe a presentation that the library. We had a lot going on in a very short span of time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, a bunch of us worked together on it and just kind of decided, you know what, let's kind of maybe form this into a formal yeah. thing. So the group's actually chaired by Tanya Arendt, who is our acting archivist. Uh, she's currently actually finishing up school at LSU and then myself. And we also have Sanji Dupree, who is our acquisition specialist. Robin Gertz is a uh, LS3 and reference. So she'll, she um, kind of has formed a really good point of contact for students and kind of knowing what's going on and who's coming in and asking questions, what they're asking for, what they're looking for in the library. And one of our newest hires, Catherine Myers, is actually fantastic. She's a bit younger than us. However, she takes care of our social media and she's fantastic at it. She really has her finger on the pulse as far as what's going to be eye-catching. She is a Canva goddess, just amazing. She makes these flyers, she posts on our social media and has everything scheduled. I, I'm not the kind of person that really uses social media as much other than just personal, just a picture of food here if I go on vacation or something sure. boring like that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know much about like the marketing side of things, but she has a really good eye for design and just creating these kind of eye-catching posters and things for our events and 
and anything just to let people know what's going on at the library. Cool. So talk to me about your library's approach to outreach. I'm wondering, how are y'all thinking about it? How are you framing it? What kind of ideas do you have? What are you stealing from other libraries in terms of ideas? Which I think is totally fine. And I did it, you know, when I was working in outreach all the time. And what are you doing different, do you think, from other libraries? Well, we did it when we kind of first started the group was we had one big meeting and said, all right, let's kind of plan out our year in advance just so that we know what's on the horizon, monthly observances. We actually take care of the displays, the social media. So there's a lot that we're doing. Basically, we're trying to really market and kind of promote the library. If we're going to have any sort of event here, if we're going to host an event or something that we make sure that we're going to have flyers kind of put out for it. We make sure that there's a social media blast um, as much as we can put out there and get publicity. So a lot of it's kind of like, how are we going to publicize the library? How are we going to draw people in and just let people know what's available? Yeah. So usually we kind of focus on like, okay, for, for any particular month, what are the observances? What is it, you know, national whatever month? April is National Poetry Month. Sure. You have things like NaNoWriMo towards November, which is exciting. Which for the uninitiated, most people probably know, but it's oh, National, National Novel, Novel Writing, Writing Month. Month. Yep. <laughs> yes, I've tried it many times, like 10 times. I've never gotten more than like maybe like 20,000 words because I just get scatterbrained. <laughs> I just get dive off into one thing or another yeah. or work. It's or, a fun event know. though. It really is like it's I get I get so excited when I start it and then like a weekend I'm just like oh man my brain has nothing left in it. And then um yeah we we look at what kind of what's coming on. We try to highlight resources in our library and our displays and let people know, you know, what we have that are kind of related to these different observances and holidays and anything like that. But we also try to kind of coordinate events. We have three main goals for our outreach program. Yeah. Really, we want to get people in there and kind of reach out to students and get them into the building just so that they know that we're here. Because a lot of, I mean, we're in a giant tower and it's odd because the left half of the tower is all like administration and housing and all that kind of stuff. And then our half of the tower, and then it's weird because it's not all the floors, it's some of the floors. It's, it is a very wonky building. It was designed, I think, in the late 60s, sure, um, early 70s. But a lot of people will just be like, oh, isn't that where I went for housing? It's like, well, if you go to the other part of the building, it's the library as well. So basically trying to get students in is one part of it. Trying to build healthy connections across campus with other departments and the colleges. That's, you know, our second main goal is just trying to kind of rebuild this foundation. Last year, we had a women in STEM panel mm -hmm. that I believe was some members of OWISE, which is our it's Office of Women in Science and Engineering, if I'm not mistaken. We had a really great panel discussion. They were just talking about obstacles that they had overcome in their careers and, you know, what they had done with their, their STEM degrees and what kind of opportunities there are. So it was really great. I think we did that for um, March for Women's Month last year. Those moments where you can connect and work with other groups on campus are just so valuable to both organizations. So it's very cool that you all did that. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we have our liaison librarians to do a fantastic job with collection development and working kind of on like curriculum basis. We try to look more at getting as to the specific needs of other than resources, what can we provide? Because a lot of times students come in and they're not necessarily looking for resources. They're just looking for mm -hmm. a quiet place to study, or maybe they're looking for something kind of outside of, you know, right. even electronic resources or books, whether it's printing or scanning, anything like that. So we kind of had to take a step back and look at like, okay, we're going to keep developing our collection, but really what is it that students are coming here for and how can we, we just kind of feel like if we get more people in, 
it really does help them to discover what we have. And if we kind of show them and really promote our materials and promote the collections that we are building, we can show them that we do still have relevant materials that are going to help them with their school right. or even just with hobbies or not necessarily sure. hobbies, but just interests they might have. So, and then the third point of it is really marketing and promotion, just social media, making sure that, you know, we're keeping current, keeping our social media evergreen and just letting people know that we're there because you really do have to reach out to people where they are. And a lot of our students are in the digital space. That's where they are. You're, there's not really one kind of singular place on campus where they're, you know, you can just reach all of the students. So the best way has really just been social media we found. So I'm looking at your presentation from Luck 2023, and just a short plug, if you'd like to see the slides from Jeffrey's presentation, they'd be a really nice accompaniment to this podcast. You can go to our our Luck website where we kept our schedule, which is luck2023.sched.com, and if you look for Jeffrey or look for Strong Roots, then you'll find his presentation there, the slides. So I'm looking through those slides and I noticed one of the slides you talked about, one of the things you talked about there was some of the challenges that you guys face in providing outreach. And the five that you list are time, money, personnel, perception of the library, and lack of campus connections. And I think those are things that that everyone, you know, who's trying to do a, a good outreach job would face. So how have you overcome some of those challenges, and if you want to just pick out one or two, um, or sure, what sure. gains have you seen in some of those areas since you started this program? I feel like almost any public institution in Louisiana is hurting for budget, money, and for people at this point. It's You kind of hear the same thing from almost everyone. So really, we have had a few more people join our staff, which has been nice. We haven't been able to hire any more librarians lately. They're still kind of uh, freeze on that. We have been able to get at least more people in our civil service positions, which, of course, you know, more people that can help out with just kind of anything. If we do like tables or um, where we set out uh, that kind of thing or just like helping move things around. I mean, we get support in so many different ways from everyone in the library. But also we kind of learned to start utilizing our student workers. Yeah, that's um, big. We don't have specific. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's great because you can pull them a bit and kind of figure like, hey, what do you think about this? And they'll kind of give you an honest answer yeah. for better or for worse. It's always helpful to kind of know. Um, what their perceptions are of things as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, because that's that's who we're trying to reach is their fellows, their fellow peers. Yeah, we've kind of learned to start utilizing student workers, whether it's getting help with them pulling books for displays. Sometimes they help with like decoration. If we have any kind of displays or like project board, they assist with that sometimes. And then just being able to pull them. As far as budget, we haven't come up. We haven't come up with a concrete way to kind of solve that at this point. Our director, we have been using funds from our foundation so that we get donations from people and alumni and whatnot. A lot of that has gone towards some of our outreach programs. We have one that I will have to, my first time going to look, someone gave a lovely presentation. I can't remember where they're from, but it was on acts of random kindness mm. in which they had done kind of like a snack cart situation. I think that that was Anna Tapia McDonald. I think that might've been she with was, the mugs and everything. I think that was her. And if she wasn't, I'll cut this part out. But if she was, then okay. great job and a little shout out for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, that was a fantastic, like, that was really inspiring for us. And then um, Jessica Hawks at LSUS, they had been doing a kind of snack trolley as well. They did theirs a little bit differently. We just kind of, and again, it's a bit of a workout because we have floors five through nine, really, for studying. Sure. And then also people congregate on three, on two, and then in the basement. So we'll kind of start at the top with a, a kind of snack cart around finals times. For finals week, we do that and a few times a day just to make sure like hey like do you need water do you need something and that honestly i think has been one of our more successful programs 
but usually the funds from that come from either us buying things or from the found from our foundation funds and it's something we hope to grow someday or work out maybe some kind of plans with other departments on campus whether it's career center or career services things like that to do kind of maybe some joint projects but it's something that's still very much in its infancy for us but yeah that's kind of the hope at some point is that we can work on projects where we're not having to put in all the capital but we are able to maybe use the library for promotion or some sort of a trade-off where we work together and, and help each other out of course yeah and there's never enough time quarter system seems especially brutal because the, of course the year is still doing what it's doing as far as observances and, right, and whatnot right. but it's like every 10 weeks there's another finals week everything seems like it's on a more compacted kind of schedule and our even our breaks are like a little bit different in the way they line up right so sometimes it feels like as soon as we've gotten momentum everyone's gone and then two or three weeks you just kind of restart so that's something that's a little bit of a challenge really we've just been trying to make kind of meet more regularly we'd like to plan at least three months ahead of time as far as like what displays are going to do what are we going to try to do as far as maybe getting events in the library hosting panels that sort of thing and then that kind of gives us enough time to start contacting people. But again, we don't have a dedicated person that is an, like an outreach librarian. So all of us are doing outreach on top of our other jobs. And that that's it can be stressful sometimes. But I think if I didn't love it, sure. I wouldn't be doing it. And I think that my colleagues would probably say the same thing. So for our librarians listening who are interested in ramping up their outreach or diving into it a little bit more, what has been the most successful or useful thing that you've learned or that your campus outreach group has learned in this process? In your slideshow, I saw that you included some tools that you use. I know that you mentioned Canva and those things can be useful, but whether it's a tool you used or something you've learned or something you failed at, you know, what, what would be a takeaway that someone who is wanting to start or, you know, re-get into the outreach on the campus, what would, advice would you give them? Oddly enough, never underestimate the power of stickers. Stickers? Yeah, we'll, if we Send, go- Say to, more. <laughs> if we go to like orientation or org browses, things like that, we usually set up a table, we'll have some swag, um, whatever that we can get, you know, a little bit of a budget for, keychains or little cups with our logo, that sort of thing. But honestly, it's the stickers. Kids will go crazy for stickers. We'll just kind of get some that are like book themed, reading theme, positive affirmations, yep. or just kind of nerdy, like cultural kind of things. And they eat it up. They'll come and find us and they'll be like, hey, do you have stickers? And we'll have the big tray of, of you know, just vinyl stickers. And I know it sounds wild, but sometimes it's just that little, that little nudge that starts a conversation. Totally. It's that little thing where it's like, hey, like, let us tell you about our services. You know, while you're taking a sticker or a snack, why don't you take this like bookmark that has our services listed on it? So I think totally. Kind of, yeah, finding a way to parlay that into a meaningful conversation and an interaction, and also maybe kind of putting your swag to use for for you. One big thing that we have is a they're nice bookmarks, but they also list kind of like library services and resources that we have available. So it's something where it's practical, but at the same time, it is something that is promoting the library. Awesome. Yeah, I, I noticed the stickers really worked when, when I was at Nichols, and we made some really kind of like cool looking stickers, and we yeah. ran them by the student workers. And it's just like people having the stickers on their bags or on their whatever thing they're wearing around with them kind of gave us a little bit of a different image, you know, like, like it made the library seem a little cooler and more yeah. welcoming in some ways. And I think it's just not that I would say that we're pretentious, but kind of climbing down from the ivory tower, kind of trying to really approach the students and, and be mindful that yet yeah, we have maybe a big culture gap or generation gap or whatever. 
But at the same time, it's like these are still people that are coming to our campus to learn. And, you know, we want to get them into the library. And we want to be able to help them kind of achieve their dreams. So it's kind of being, I guess, mindful of that is something that was also important to learn is just like, hey, like, don't be afraid to just have like, even if it's just like a silly conversation or just like, if you see like a sticker or if you see like, maybe a kid's into an anime that you're into. I don't know if everyone's an anime or whatever, but, right. you know, something like that. If you just notice something, just start a conversation. Don't be afraid to like start a conversation with um, students and other users and just kind of go for it. Totally. So we brought Jeffrey here, not only to talk to him about his very cool and very interesting campus outreach initiatives at Louisiana Tech, which I appreciate you sharing with us, but also to play a game of trivia. So we have three questions here. If you get two out of three correct, I will send you a GIF in your email saying that you're a winner that you can print out or and put as your Zoom background or whatever else other use you might have for it. Very nice. Each question has three answers, and you'll choose the correct one. If you get two out of three right, you're a winner. And if you don't, no problem. We're still glad to have you here. <laughs> so are you ready to play trivia? I'm ready. Question number one. In April 2023, 25 songs were eternally honored when the Library of Congress added them to their collection. Among those songs was the very first video game song ever entered into the collection. Which video game theme song made library history? Was it A, the Tetris theme song, which is actually a 19th century Russian theme song called Korobianiki. I don't know how to say that word, but Korobianiki. Russian scholars, please forgive me for that. Is it B, the theme song for The Legend of Zelda, also known as the Overworld theme, which allegedly the composer created in a single night after he realized he couldn't use a rearranged version of the orchestral piece Bolero? Or was it C, the Super Mario Brothers theme, also known as Ground Theme, which takes its influence from a Japanese fusion band called T-Square. Oh. So we have either A, Tetris, B, Legend of Zelda, or C, Super Mario. All of those facts about the songs are true, but only one of them was entered into the Library of Congress. I, I think I would guess Mario. That's correct. It was the oh. Super Mario Brothers theme song. <laughs> Very good. And if you go listen to, there's a song by this band T-Square, if you just look it up, I forget the name of the song, that there's a part of it that sounds just like the Mario song. It's, it's really wild. So, Question number two is about manga. One of these three manga titles about libraries is real, while the other two are fake. Which is the real manga title? And by the way, I made up the other two, so forgive me. <laughs> is it A, Stack Secrets? A manga about a teenage boy who leaves love notes tucked in his school library with the desperate hope that the person who checks out the book will fall in love with him. Is it B, Library Wars, a series based on the statement of intellectual freedom in libraries that went into effect in Japan in 1954? In the series, members of the Library Defense Force resist censorship. Or is it C, the whodunit librarians? A group of librarians form a private eye force to solve murders using their information skills. So you have Stack Secrets, Library Wars, or the whodunit librarians. They all sound extremely, like, fitting. Like, I could, I could see all of these being real. I think my guess would be Stack Secrets. The correct answer was Library Wars. <laughs> Okay, I Library would not... Library Wars, and not only that, my favorite thing about Library Wars that I found out was that 
they have a ranking system based on your position in the library that's like a military-like <laughs> ranking system. So that was really interesting. But this is compelling because it takes it to the last question. Ah. One of these New York City-based organizations is real, while the other two is fake. Which do you think is the real organization? Is it A, Rat City, New York City, a curated collection of rat memorabilia dedicated to the history of rats in New York with a special hall devoted to Pizza Rat? Is it B, Tourist Trap, New York City, where tourists can go and spend an hour being part of a live museum for local New York City residents to gawk at? Or is it C, Synth Library, New York City, a lending library of synthesizers, recording equipment, modular gear, and other electronic musical instruments? So you have Rat City, New York City, Tourist Trap, New York City, or Synth Library, New York City. Oh, okay. I For some reason, I want to go with the rat one, uh, Rat City. That's your guess? I mean, I think you should stay with that one, even though it's not the correct right. one. But it is, I mean, it is amazing. And I would go look at the Pizza Rat yeah, yeah. exhibit for sure. The correct answer is Synth Library in New York City. In this instance, it was the least ridiculous one, which is a lending library of synthesizers. You can go and check out synthesizers and their mission statement is to provide music equipment on four-week checkout to people who might not otherwise be able to have access to that equipment. So it's I mean, a really cool organization. that's extremely cool, yeah. So unfortunately, you were not a winner today, <laughs> but we appreciate you coming and playing this ridiculous game of trivia. And I also appreciate that you fell for my, I'll call them, stack secrets. <laughs> yeah, I. it sounded pretty, I'm like, you know what, this sounds like something real. I had to check into Library Wars now, I have to add that to my reading list. Yeah, it seemed like it was a pretty big manga, and I'm not super familiar with the word of, world of manga, I've read some, but anyways, mm -hmm. that seemed very cool and pretty popular, it's a, it's a long-running series, so... Nice. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jeffrey, and both playing trivia and being a good sport and also sharing what's going on at Prescott Memorial. And please continue to participate in Lewis and share with us what's oh, yeah. happening over there. And we appreciate having you on. Well, thank you for having me. This has been uh, such a treat, really, on a Friday. <laughs> such a treat. And thank you to everyone who is tuning in to listen with Lewis. Please be sure to tune back in in two weeks. and We'll have our next episode. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>